0: Okay, motivation today. On your feet. Let's go through our principles. <laughs> Let's hit it. Let's come out of the box hard. Go. I have a that I never can That's right. All right. All right, good stuff, team. Alright, so today we're, we're tackling motivation. So now, a thing to remember about motivation, it's, it's not just a rah-rah pep talk. I mean, a part of it is, but a part of it isn't. So if you look at the word motivation, what's the root word in motivation? Motive, Motive right? Okay, so what are our motives for action? Right. So when you boil down all of, our motivation, all of our motives for action, it really comes down to desiring pleasure in some way or avoiding pain. So it's either it's either desire for pleasure or fearing pain. It's a good psychology lesson for you. Desiring pleasure, feeling pain. Every decision, every every decision you make, every action you take is consulting those two things. Remember this. There's always a payoff for you. Everything that you're doing, you can't have evil motives for yourself. What I'm or purely evil motives for yourself. What I mean by that is you never do things intentionally to harm yourself You're always seeking some kind of good Even when there's a destructive behavior that we're engaged in Doing something we're not supposed to be doing it's, it's, we're, we're chasing something good Does that, does that make some sense? So we're, we're, there's always some payoff You have to be real honest with yourself when you think of motivation What's the payoff that I'm getting for this? That's going to reveal your motives for action Okay, so and then there's two different types of things. I think of with the word motivation. I think of inspiration, or I think of enthusiastic enthusiasm versus excitement. So enthusiasm versus excitement. Give a little bit of um root words here. Okay, so enthusiasm e n. What does it mean? With within, right? If I say if I say enter e n enthusiasm, um, enter. Uh, or, or some science people, endoplasmic reticulum. It's on the inside, right? <laughs> so it's 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 something that's going on from within. So when you're enthusiastic, that has to do with what's going on inside you. Now think about the opposite of that, excitement. What's the root word there? External, or, or, or the or the prefix is the prefix. I don't know whatever, but but X from the outside. So excitement, exit. whatever the words that begin with EX it's from the outside so it's just it's not that one's good and one is bad I would say you want to have the one that's from within right enthusiasm, inspiration one's EN, one's IN but it's the same thing what's going on inside you that to me is the stronger motivation but also again we're people we get stimulated from from, from the external environment right external excitement from the outside so we want both so the first worksheet that we're going to do is dealing with more of the excitement, right? It's, um, it's, it's dealing from what's going on on the outside of us, which is important too. And I like this worksheet because it's very down-to-earth. It's very concrete. It's like really opening up the door for us today. So if we want to be motivated, we need to have heroes, right? Who are our motivation heroes in wrestling and in school? Who are some people that you think about that motivate you? So let's go ahead and write that down. Are you guys on? You guys on week one? Week one motivation. Yep. So, so mentally tough role models and 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 other motivated people. Who are who are your heroes? For motivation and mental toughness and wrestling and school and really any area that you want to get more motivated, any area that you want to improve. Let's say you want to eat healthier. I'm getting real specific now with you. I made it very general with wrestling and school, but we could get very specific there. We could say eating. Who are your role models that motivate you that eat very healthy? What about sleeping? Living a disciplined lifestyle? Who are our heroes? Who are our role models there? Um, just in life in general, I could say who are, who are people who are good examples for me? Right? If, if my spiritual life is important to me, who are some of my spiritual role models that are trying to live the life? They're praying. They're getting to church. Whatever, right? Okay, so I need to have those heroes. So who who are they? School, wrestling, and life. And then the next part that we have here, exercise part two, is where we're going to post their... P- so we see part two, it's dealing with our, the pictures of them and also videos. So you want to you surround yourself with your mentally tough and motivated role models. Now, sometimes they're people you know. Other times they're not people you know. So if, if it's someone like a Jordan Burroughs or Kyle Snyder, you want to be able to see his picture regularly. So I'm going to post it on the background of my computer. It's going to be the screensaver on my phone. I'm going to put his picture up in my locker, in my room. You know what I mean? Like in other words, surround yourself with that which motivates you. Um, there's one guy I know who is a very successful business owner, entrepreneur. And for him, he related, he liked, he like for, motiv- for his motivation buttons, he had a lion. So for lions, he had like he had lions all around his house—not real ones, but he had, like a stuffed animal, a picture, this and that, like you know these little figures of lions. They were all over his house. He was a very successful businessman. So like that was—I mean, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. That's really—is that part two or part three? I don't know what that, what that is. Maybe we use that for something else. But that—but that's another example that you could use, even if it was just like an image. You—you you could see like Shaquille O'Neal all over his house. It's Superman. If you ever—is wasn't he on cribs? They still have that show? I don't know. Well, Superman, it was like all over. It was on his car. It's on his bed. So that's, what he, that's kind of something that motivated him from the outside. So you want to have that. And for me, too, back in high school, you know, the song Kryptonite was big. I'd wear a Superman shirt when I would warm up, that kind of thing. So where are we going to post our heroes' pictures, and when are we going to watch their videos? So now your, your motivation role models might be people in the UFC, they might be football players, they might be wrestlers, whoever they are. You want to get in the habit of watching them on a regular basis because that's what's going to light the fire in you. Right? You're going to say, okay, I'm watching them. That's, I want to be more like that. So we need that spark. So what are some good, where are good places to post their pictures? And are we, And we want to be watching them regularly. It's pumping information into your mind. So you figure we fill our minds with a lot of stuff that doesn't mean anything a lot. A lot of times with you know too much TV or video games and social media and all this, you want to be feeding your mind with good things too. There's nothing wrong with watching a good movie, playing video games or social media. Just make sure you're pumping it with good information also. Every week you should be watching a video of someone who motivates you, especially in an area where you're not motivated. As an example, wrestling, I might have been highly motivated. In school, maybe I didn't really care about it. So that would be a good thing to who are my role models in school, watch some kind of video of that person or, or put up their picture, just kind of put myself around that person. Keep that playing in my mind. That makes sense, right? Okay, and then now we make it now we make it a little bit more concrete where we we'll pair it together. So once once you start thinking about the people who motivate you. So for like me, I might think of like for wrestling, I might think of, you know, the like uh, the Iowa wrestler, the Brands Brothers. I used to think about them, right? I think of Dan Gable. I would think of, um, you know, the movie Rocky. I have those kind of things in my head. So as I start thinking about Rocky, Dan Gable, Iowa, I start getting fired up. So for me, that once I start getting motivated, I want to have a comp- I want to have a motivation anchor. So I want to have something physical that I do, uh, that I do. Once I feel motivated, boom, I slap my legs. Okay? So it, it sounds funny at first, but it's kind of like the psychology experiment, Pavlov's dog, right? They, they ring the bell, they present the meat, the dog drools, right? The classic experiment, ring the bell, show the dog meat, the dog drools, right? After a while, they just ring the bell, and the dog starts drooling without the meat. So the point, so you're like, oh, well, who cares about that, like, you know, early 20th century psychology experiment? Well, this is how you relate that to wrestling, and this is how you win in matches, you you take that you take the motivational feeling you have a physical gesture that goes that from maybe it's a leg slap or a fist pump a hand clap or you pat yourself in the face pick one physical gesture and that becomes your motivation anchor now anytime you feel tired bored or lazy what do you do your motivational anchor but you have to pair it together several times so anytime you read this list anytime you feel motivated boom hit your motivation anchor does that make sense? Yes. What, what, is, what does an anchor do? It attaches the ship to the bottom of the ocean, right? The bottom of the sea. Whatever the, whatever the body of water is, now the, 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 the ship is attached to the bottom of the sea. Okay? So they're paired together. I want you to pair together the motivation feeling with the physical gesture. They're anchored together. Okay? That's how, that's how, that's how psychology works to win matches. So anytime you feel tired, well, first thing you want to do is get the motivational feeling regularly. Do things to get yourself motivated. Watch these videos. Think of these kind of people. And then when you get motivated, boom, motivation anchor. And then eventually the idea is when you're feeling tired, bored, and lazy, you go to your motivation anchor and you're ready to go. Okay, so do we have our anchors? Who's going to give me a good example of that for themselves? Who's got one? Peterson always impersonates Dan Gable whenever he's excited to wrestle. He just, like, wrings his hands together. So just ring your hands together, excited to wrestle, team. Dan Gable, team. John Peterson, so that's a good one. Good. Yeah, it's it's whatever, whatever gets inside you gets you fired up, right? Then you, you start doing that, and then that's going to get you going. And then on days where you're not feeling – like we all get times where we feel tired, bored, or lazy, or, you know, we don't feel like eating healthy that day. we want to go to sleep later whatever we don't want to get that extra workout in then you start going to the hand grind and that'll get you going a little bit again it's not going to be perfect but imagine motivation is on a scale of one to ten if right now you're feeling it like a two motivation and we could bump you up to a four or five that's a win i'm not god i can't get you up to a ten i don't have that kind of control maybe neither do we but if we could bump ourselves up on the scale consider it a win right so that's really good who else has another good one Joking around or laughing, getting your mind off the whatever you're focused like on, loosen up. Okay, okay. So, so definitely, when we take the mat, when we're wrestling, we do want to be. Well, first of all, we need to know your optimal level. Like some people like to be more fired up when they compete. A lot of people would rather be more calm. That's fine. So, like the optimal energy level when you step out on the mat, that's totally personal. That's totally up to each one of you. I'm thinking more. I'm thinking more when. When you need when you need to be motivated, like generally before a match, you don't really need to be motivated because you're already thinking about the match. You're, you know you know what I mean. You're already kind of fired up. I'm thinking about times where you feel tired, bored, or lazy, and you need a kick in the pants, right? So, what would be what would be something good that we do? So it's so in other words, joking around might not be the best for like a for like a for a, a motivation anchor because it's not waking us up I want you to start like mobilizing ready for action this, this actually is this motivation button is really not so much for matches to be honest it can be if you need to be very motivated before a match but for most people it's, it, this is really more for getting you going for practice and for living a disciplined consistent lifestyle alright but that's, but that's good it's still good, still good to be thinking about that did, th- did that make sense buddy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I, I probably should have said that in the beginning of all this that this doesn't necessarily mean right before a match. So when you're competing, you need to know where your optimal mindset is, and everyone's different in the room. Okay. So now let's let's flip it over to week two. So motivation week two. Okay. I could give you I could give you a lot of examples with this. I think we should really just make a long story short you guys are smart guys the most successful people they're very good at not making excuses they don't make excuses or they make less excuses than unsuccessful people but let's be honest we all make excuses from time to time what I want you to do is do some soul searching for the next minute or two minutes and think within wrestling and school when what are the biggest excuses I make in wrestling and school we all make them Successful people are all about being honest with themselves. Listen to these highly successful entrepreneurs and business owners on 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 where do I watch them on Instagram, and you see they always talk about you have to be honest with yourself. You can't BS yourself, but we all do from time to time. So I want you to get good at spotting your own crap. Get good at spotting your own lies that you tell yourself. So in wrestling in school, write down your biggest excuses, and then what I want you to do is on the other side of the page. I want you to write down that statement. I take personal responsibility for whatever we're making the excuses about. So, I'll give you some personal examples with me, right? Um, so, with, I guess with, with, with working out, with lifting weights in college, I didn't like lifting my legs. I didn't like squatting because my legs would be sore the next day. And then I didn't want to get down in the stance. So, I would make the excuse well, you know, I don't need to squat because it's just going to make me sore. Right? And instead, it's like, no, no, I take personal responsibility for training my legs. So making it a a responsibility statement, or I guess with school, an excuse I would make is, I'll do it later. I was a procrastinator. So that's my excuse. Procrastination, or I'll do it later. I take personal responsibility for acting now, for taking immediate action. What else? Um, Getting, it, getting an extra workout in maybe thinking well i 'm going to be the only guy on the team who's in doing the extra workout well i take I take personal responsibility for getting those extra workouts in i don 't care what i don 't care what anyone else on the team is doing in, in, in that way you know or eating junk food that 's something else. a lot of my teammates after weigh ins they would eat a lot of crap and it would just be like, well you know they made weight so or or after the night, maybe not right after weigh ins. But after the match was done, after the dual dual meet was over, then people would go out and like, you know, bags of chips and all this this other stuff they would have, and, and it's like, well, everyone else on my team is doing it, so that was my excuse for nutrition. Everyone else is eating junk, and it's like, no, I take personal responsibility for being disciplined with my nutrition. Everyone else, is st- everyone else is staying up late. Everyone on my team is up past midnight or whatever it is. Well, that might be an excuse. I take personal responsibility for getting to bed by whatever time, you know. So I, I submit to you that the more honest you are with yourselves with this one, it, you know, it's going to have just a massive impact on your, su- on your success. Always, always be very honest with yourself. we tend to lie to ourselves so so this one I look at this one actually as more this motivation week two the first one was more like excitement from the outside this one I consider more like enthusiasm like kind of knowing what's going on within me right motives knowing what our motives are for action well our excuses are like more what's going on on the inside and because we don't see it we have to do some soul searching we got to think about it and that's why I, you know I strongly recommend take time to think and take time to really do some soul searching always in wrestling, school, and life. You know, don't distract yourself. Don't just, you know, get sucked into everything else that's going on. Take time to think. Now, motivation week three is kind of going back to, like, the excitement. What's going on on the outside? So it's identifying what our motivational buttons are. Okay, so our motivational buttons, it's kind of like the people that motivate us. It's kind of more, it's, it's a little bit more like what I was saying with the business owner he related to, he liked lions. So for him, that was like a button for him. So what is it for you? What motivates you? What are your motivation buttons? Is a competition, success, failure, a movie? There's certain movies that make you feel motivated. A certain song or a few songs. You might want to make a playlist of, you know, make an, make an iTunes playlist of your most motivating songs. Are they quotes? one of the things I used to do in between in between rounds of tournaments because sometimes the tournaments are a very long day and and i would get I would get bored in between rounds. I made a list of my the most inspirational Bible quotes, and I would read those in between rounds of a tournament that worked for me you got to do what works for you um, is it certain phrases a, a thought, a person, a goal what gets you going so Step one is knowing what your motivation buttons are and then step two is knowing when to press them, right? So when are you going to need to press those? When is it going to be beneficial to press those motivation buttons? Maybe it's right before a match, but maybe that's not really what it is because you're already motivated enough. Maybe it's when it comes to when you're at the dining hall, right? You're eating and maybe you're, you're prone to eating junk food. That might be a time you need to press your motivation button. Maybe it's getting up early some days, that's probably a big one actually getting up early some days getting an extra workout in going to sleep on time that's when you want to press those motivation buttons and this, this, is, actually, this is actually real important too outside of the season because outside of the season sometimes it's like out of sight out of mind we're not as consistent with our, with our workout plan getting, getting workouts in you know, at all, eating healthy Going to bed on time—that's even more when you probably want to press these motivation buttons. But think about—don't just think about it with wrestling. Also think about school too. You got to do some reading. You have a long—you have a—you know—a ten-page paper that's due. You have a test coming up. You're studying, and you know you need to study for another few hours. And it's like, well, you know, maybe I'll just quit after you know these twenty minutes. That's the time you're going to need that motivation button. So, what's, what's going to motivate you at that time? Every guy in the room is different what's going what's going to push you what's going to motivate you like we said is it a goal is it a movie is it a song could be i'm sure it's multiple things but write them down pretty simple exercise pretty straightforward and concrete not much of an explanation to it just know your buttons we all have buttons we all have things that make us happy things that make us sad things that make us mad you already have buttons that, are, that motivate you. You just need to kind of call them to your mind. It's funny because what happens is we have these tools and sometimes we don't, we don't realize exactly what those tools are. So I want you to be able to write them down now so you could call them on command. Take another, you know, a minute or so. I remember even one of of my great uh, mentors, uh, Dr. Gilbert, who is a sports psychology professor from Montclair State University. I did one of my my master's degrees over there. He's got a success hotline. So every day, every day he leaves a a different three-and-a-half-minute message that's, like, motivating and inspiring. So that's something you want to call on a regular basis. I'd write this number down. In fact, when I was in college, when I was at Rutgers, I, put, I posted this up on the team board, and then when I transferred to the University of Pennsylvania, I posted it on their board, and there were multiple guys on the team that were calling it on a daily basis. So if you want to write it down, the, the number is 973-743-4690. Again, it's 973-743-4690. And every day leaves a different message. It's free. It's like you're calling a number, but it goes to voicemail. It rings, like rings like four or five times. Always goes to voicemail. And then, you know, you, you call it every day. So you got to be looking at things like that. That's why even your social media, while we're talking about motivation, sometimes you need to unfollow old things and you need to start following new good things, like people who inspire you, motivational speakers. That's why all of you... I you know, I say for wrestling mindset, you should be following us on all the different social medias because we're constantly trying to pump out information that's informative and it's also inspiring. And I remember Dan I remember hearing Dan Gable in an interview saying, you have to do a lot of things to keep yourself motivated. He's like it takes in other words, he was saying it takes a lot of effort and a lot of planning to be motivated. We just look at someone like Dan Gable and say, well, he was just naturally motivated. No, he said you have to do a lot of things, so it's an active process. Right. And so the sports psychologist I was telling you about, who has that who has that success hotline, he said the you know the most important drug is really motivation. Like that's more powerful than any drug in the world, motivation. That if, if you were motivated, there's almost nothing you can't do. Almost nothing, you know. <laughs> so if you could bottle up motivation and then take it in like a pill form, right, that would be that would be ideal. But since we can't do that, what we do is we have our motivation buttons and we have these motivation exercises. So, And then another great thing, Zig Ziglar, who was one of the great motivational speakers of all time, I saw him speak live while he was, while he was still alive. I saw him speak. And he said that the, people have a misconception with motivation. They think motivation is something you do once in a while, like you get motivated once in a while. Zig Ziglar was much more like a you know, rich sales salesman, business owner. And he said... Motivation is more like brushing your teeth or taking a shower. How often do you brush your teeth and take a shower? Once a day? Twice a day? Maybe more? That's what motivation is like. Motivation is something you have to do on a regular basis. So don't forget that. That's real important. Motivation is just like, you know, taking a shower, brushing your teeth. It's something you do on a regular basis. It's not like you get motivated this day and then the other day. You don't, you've got to build it into your lifestyle. That's, that's echoing Dan Gable right there. All right, week four. Okay, so this is again going more on what's going on on the inside. So we try to alternate it back and forth. What, you know, things that excite us, things that inspire us. So as we said with motivation, the root word is motive. Our two motives are desire for pleasure, avoiding pain, fear of pain, right? Every decision you make, every action you take, it's all about pleasure and pain. If you understand this worksheet, you could help people solve just about any problem mentally or emotionally. Because it's how you're mentally linking pain and pleasure. So both of them are good. It's not saying pain and pleasure, one's good and one's bad. No, pain motivates us too. And pleasure can hurt us. So it's not just saying pleasure doesn't automatically equal good and pain doesn't automatically equal bad. Okay? So... How are we linking? There's mental links going in our mind, pain and pleasure to to little things that that go on. So, like I was saying before, my example was I didn't I didn't do squats. I don't want to li- I don't want to lift legs. The problem with that is your legs are one of the most important muscles in your body for wrestling, far more important than your biceps or triceps, right? The one looks good for the beach. The other one's going to help you get your hand raised. Okay, so how is how is I mentally linking? How was I mentally linking pain and pleasure to my leg workouts? My old pain links were I get sore. Right? That was pain. It takes too much time and it's not really that important. Which I was just basically lying to myself. And what were my old pleasure links? Okay, well, my legs feel fine. My legs feel good right now that I didn't lift my legs. I have more time to do something else. You know, I'm focusing on other things. I I don't have to break my time. Well, those aren't those aren't very helpful mental links. So instead, if you look at the next page, I, I had to create new mental links for myself. Well, I'm going to lo- pain links. I'm going to lose more if I don't have strong legs, right? I'm going to have more power in my shots. That's a ple- that would be a pleasure link. I might fall short of my goals if I don't have strong legs, right? And then new and then new pleasure links that I made. Right? I'll be strong when it counts. It's wrestling muscle. It's only a day or two a week. It's not that big of a deal. You see, you see what I'm doing there? I'm switching around. Sometimes you have to actually go into your mind, you know, metaphorically. You go into your mind and you switch those pain and pleasure links. Let's go to, let's go to nutrition. Nutrition e- is kind of an easy one to do. Some of you like fast food. You like McDonald's. You like Wendy's. You like fast food. I love McDonald's. I still do. I don't eat it very much. But if I'm thinking about the pleasure of how good it's going to taste... If, that's, if my main driver when I think about McDonald's is how good it's going to taste I'm going to wind up eating it right? and if pain, if I'm thinking well all my friends are eating it so I don't feel like I'm part of the group that's, pa- that's pain that's linked in a bad way does that make sense? so I need to change those mental links in my mind So instead of saying, so instead of using those old pain and pleasure links I have to make new ones so it's going to be painful if I eat the McDonald's because what's going to happen? Insulin spike, carbo crash, you're all mentally weirded out for the next hour and a half. You don't feel like doing anything, right? You feel lazy. Um, Now that's extra weight you gotta burn off, right? It's, It's extra calories, it's bad weight, that kind of stuff. It's just basically fat. You know, I'm gonna look worse. I'm gonna look worse. I'm not gonna be as ripped as Jacked and Tan or whatever, right? And then what are the new pleasure links? I feel good when I eat healthy, right? It's gonna be easier for me to make weight. Do you see what I'm, do you guys understand what I'm doing there? I'm changing the mental links that I have in my mind. So I want you to think, what are two or three, what are two or three areas that you have that you would like to change? Maybe it's, maybe it's not eating as healthy. Maybe it's going to sleep too late. What is it? Well, no, no, you just, just write it down, just write it down. Are there any habits? partying, smoking, drinking, dipping whatever it might be, like be honest with yourself you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell anyone else but we all have bad habits, we all have them write them down and then what I want you to really think about this is where you do the soul searching what's the payoff you're getting everyone's getting a payoff whatever action you're taking what are the, what are the pain links what are the pleasure links and what I want you to do is create new pain and pleasure links that are going to actually help you rather than, help, than hurt you does everyone understand that? This, this this one out of all of them is a little bit the most theoretical. And I want to make sure it's clear. Pleasure is not necessarily good or bad. Pain is not necessarily good or bad. It's just how are they linked to the different actions that we're taking. Like how about this? I don't want to be miserable when I'm cutting weight. Well, what's the pain links? I got to lose the weight. I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm going to feel tired right? Those are my pain links. And then pleasure, it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to taste this food. Well, that's still pain actually. So it's like, it might be mostly pain when I think about cutting weight. Okay. Well, how can I, how can I change that mentally and create new pain and pleasure links? You know, I'm going to be lighter. I'm going to be faster. I'm going to be carrying less weight. I'm going to be strong at my weight class. Like I have to change those mental links that I have. So what are some of those what are what are some of those areas that you'd like to change? Some habits you'd like to break or new habits you'd like to create? Hmm. And then really once you guys get this down and once you understand this concept, you could help people like this is, this is basically, this is essentially what counseling would be. You'd help people identify what's the payoff they're getting and then create new mental links using pain and pleasure. Okay, so after, after you write down a few things there and take time because right now I'm just throwing this stuff at you. But really, you're going to want to spend more time. You're going to want to go back to this worksheet. That's where you're probably going to get the most fruit from it. Right now, you're just hearing it for the first time. A lot of these lessons, you really want to let them sit and marinate a little bit. Mull it over a little bit. Kick it around. Think about it. Reflect. Take time to think. I can't stress that enough. Most people don't take time to think. And then what happens? You're a senior. You graduate. And now you have the rest of your life to think back to your wrestling career. You ever hear this with wrestlers? They say they get about five points better as the day they retire. I've heard this before. Wrestlers say you get five points better the moment you retire from wrestling. Why, because finally, the pressure's off you you look at wrestling through a brand new lens and and you actually take some time to think and and because of that, you become a better you become a better wrestler when you're done you know for a little while, <laughs> then you get out of shape and then it, and then you're not so all right, well, we write that down okay, so now motivation week five so this is a big one, remember we say mindset principle number three, which is what. No mistakes mistakes. I have no fear of losing or making mistakes. Right? Exactly. So, we've a very outcome-oriented society, and we want you to win. I want you guys to be successful. I want you to be rich. I want you to be living the life of your dreams. No doubt about it. Get you know, getting the jobs you want, the career path. I want you guys to have all the success, on the mat, off the mat. Most importantly, being you know, being a good person, living, you know, the, your faith and morals. I want all that. The difficulty is there's going to be losses along the way. And even if there's not losses, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be hard times you're going through. The problem is most people are overly focused on outcomes. And if you look at the best people, the most successful people and the happiest people, they look at success and failure differently than most people. They look at mistakes differently than most people. All right? So... What I want you to do is redefine success and failure in terms of factors that are directly under your control. So what do we say? There's three things that are always under your control. What are they? We talk about it with the predator-prey mindset. Attitude, attitude effort, right? effort, and aggressiveness, right? That's directly in your control in every area of your life, sports, school, life. Effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. So I want you to define success and failure based on those kind of factors based on effort, attitude and aggressiveness so in other words instead of, just, instead of just looking at a wrestling match did I get my hand raised yes or no I want you to think instead effort did I go all out or did I hold back this goes for practice too was it a good practice well don't go by if you just got beat see I had the wrong attitude a lot of times in practice if I got beat that day it was a bad practice if I, if I was beating my partner it was a good practice not necessarily Maybe, maybe, but not necessarily. So effort, did I go all out the whole time? Same thing in class, did I go all out the whole time? Same thing in this mindset workshop we're doing. Were you at least try? I get it, sometimes your mind drifts, sometimes my mind drifts too. Were you trying to go all out the whole time? Were you bringing yourself back every time you got distracted? Same thing with school, same thing with practice, same thing your wrestling matches. Was I going well out all the time? Attitude. Did I stay positive the whole time? You're always going to get some negative thoughts that pop into your head. It's going to happen. That's life, right? We're always going to sometimes complain or make excuses, but when you catch yourself making those excuses, when you catch yourself criticizing, blaming, complaining, do you shift yourself back? It takes effort. It takes effort to be a positive thinker. It's not just, oh, let's hold hands in a circle and sing kumbaya and rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. That's not That's not what being a positive thinker is. Being a positive thinker is, once you catch yourself criticizing, blaming, complaining, getting down on yourself, sulking, we all do it. I, even now, I do a lot of internal whining. When you catch yourself doing it, you shift yourself back and you focus on what you're thankful for. Or you focus on the positives. You focus on the bright side. That's being a positive thinker. So Did I stay positive to the best of my ability? You know, in a match, you're not complaining about the calls. Referee makes a bad call, you don't even pay attention to it, right? You get scored on, you don't get frustrated. You just, you get back into it. So did you stay positive the whole time, yes or no? And number three, aggressiveness. Did you take chances? Did you open up? Like in class, were you asking questions, right? In matches, were you taking shots? On top. Were you trying to to go for your best turns on top? Right? When, When your opponent stood up, when your opponent got to his feet and you're on top of him, did you try to mat return or did you just let him go? That's an aggressiveness thing. Right? So, start defining success and failure like that. So, success becomes I went all out, I stayed positive, and I took chances. Failure is not so much that I lost the match... Failure is failure is I didn't go all out I didn't stay positive And I didn't stay aggressive And I wasn't aggressive And when you look at it like that Here's where you gotta be, here's where you got to really be in your own head And you really need to start thinking like the best people And you can't think about you can't, look at, you can't look at wrestling or your life The way most people do Even a lot of your teammates and friends Parents and adults A lot of times they look at it the wrong way All they're focusing on a lot of times Is the outcome Right, Like a win's a win. Pat you on the back. Oh, you lost. That stinks. A win and a loss doesn't really tell you that much because I don't know how you competed. I don't, know how, I don't know what your attitude was like in class. I don't know what your aggressiveness was like in school around the wrestling mat. So 9 out of 10 people are going to talk to you about your record. Did you win or did you lose? right those kind of things what did you place in the tournament you need to be the stubborn one in 10 people maybe one of the you have to be the stubborn one in 50 people that isn't focused primarily on wins and losses you're more focused on this new definition of success and failure does that make sense yeah I do. This is, like I said, most of your friends and even a lot of teammates, it's just going to happen. They're going to get sucked into this because we're human. I got sucked into this too. It's still difficult to shift my mind away from it. But really, study the most successful athletes. study Study the most successful business people. Study the happiest people, the holiest people. They define success and failure differently. It's not just about wins and losses. You could hate to lose. That's okay. You could love to win. That's okay, too. But that can't be your primary definition of success. And the same thing with mistakes. Mistakes, losses, and errors. That's the bottom of this page. Redefine mistakes. So, like, one of the things that I heard was, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And I like that, right? There's no such thing as, there's no such thing as, as losses, only learned lessons. Sometimes these, like, little pithy, like, quotes, these, like, corny quotes, they're helpful, Right? There's no losses, only learned lessons. There's no failure, only feedback. Right? And I also heard that... And now, this is actually from John Wooden, who's highly regarded as the greatest coach of all time. At the, at the 20th century, when it switched to the 21st century, on ESPN, they did a list of the best coaches, and they said it was John Wooden. And one of the things he said is... He was a basketball coach. He said, the team that makes the most mistakes usually wins. What? My coaches told me the opposite. My coaches, I remember my, my football games when I was in Pop Warner as a kid, the coach would say, whoever makes more mistakes this game is going to lose. Yet the greatest coach ever said the opposite. Whoever makes the most mistakes usually wins. He's not saying it's okay to make mistakes, but he encourages his athletes to take chances and to be aggressive. You know that's how Penn State, you guys know, that's, that's what they tell them at Penn State. Just watch the way they wrestle it's like, hey, take chances, go for moves we're not saying be stupid and just do anything that's not what it is but if something is open, if it looks like it's open go for it that's not being wild or just doing anything but if you've practiced a move and it looks open you go for it, you take chances and in fact I've heard many times about like a Jason Knopf, like he'll get scored on a lot of times in practice because he tries things that's why he invents his own moves in matches well, not, I'm sure he doesn't invent them in matches but you, you get what I mean you have to try things. And if you're, and if you're wrestling, here's a big thing. You're wrestling live in the room. You're winning, like you're beating the guy. There's 20 seconds left on the clock. I know what it's like then to just kind of pump the brakes and say, well, I'm going to win this live go. No, take another chance. Try another move, right? That's, and even if you get scored on, you don't look at, it, oh, well, now I lost the day. I was up by a point, and now I lost that match. Like, take those chances. That's what's going to help you win in the matches, So I don't want you to be preoccupied with wins and losses. I don't want you to be preoccupied about your record or what you placed at the tournament or the team repeating as national champions. That's what's going to hurt you. That's exactly what's going to hurt the team. Yeah, use it to motivate yourself when you're running sprints. Use it to motivate yourself when you're feeling tired, bored, or lazy. Use it to motivate yourself if you need to bounce back after a loss. Then start thinking a little bit more about about like, oh, hey, we want to, you know, I want to help the team too. But if you're, but if you're so focused on the team repeating, that's going to, that's going to hurt because you're not, it's going to add more pressure. You're going to do worse. So focusing on those factors that are within your control. All right, last one, week six. Good, good stuff, guys. And, And remember, like, I know it's, it's, it's a few worksheets. It is a lot of work, but this is how you outwork your opponents, and there are a lot of your opponents, I know, because we, we work with teams all around the country. So, you know, some of your opponents are doing these same exact worksheets as you are. They're going through the same exercises. There's no secrets, right? You're lifting weights, they're lifting weights. Who's taking the lift more serious? You're practicing, they're practicing. Who's taking the practice more serious? You're doing the mindset training, they're doing the mindset training. Who's taking the mindset exercises more serious? So this is how you get that edge on your opponents, especially mentally, because it's just it's not as concrete and tangible as exercise and as, and as your, your technique. So people take it less serious. This is where you build that advantage on your opponents. Okay, so last one. This one's dealing with self-sabotaging. So this is an interesting thing. If, if, we, really, if we really don't believe that we can win, if we really don't think we can be successful we'll actually hurt ourselves. We'll, we'll, we'll sabotage ourselves before we reach success. Let me give an example of, um, if there's a girl you're real attracted to, right? You're like, oh man, it's like, this girl's out of my league, right? You start talking to her, and then what happens? Because you, in the back of your mind, you really, don't, you really believe she's out of your league, you don't believe you deserve her, what's gonna happen is you're gonna do things that are gonna, that are gonna wind up sabotaging yourself. You're going to act a little bit more awkward. You're going to do things you, you know, that you, you normally wouldn't do. And you're going to wind up blowing it with the girl. It's the same thing with the test. If you really don't, or, or a class, you're doing well in a class. If you really don't believe you deserve an A, or if you really don't believe you're smart, that's a lot of us too. We really don't believe we're smart. Or we really believe deep down we're not a good test taker. As you get closer to your goals, you'll blow yourself up again and again and again. How many of you have been in a wrestling match before beating someone that's on paper better than you and, then you and then you blow it at the end because you started thinking, oh crap, I'm winning. What if I actually beat this guy? We sabotage ourselves sometimes and then mess up. So it happens in that area, but it also happens when When see when when we become successful in anything, in business, in wrestling, now now you know there's greater expectations. So a lot of times we like to kind of fly under the radar sometimes, where we think, well, if I win now, everyone's going to expect me to win all the time. I'm a freshman, so the so the pressure's off. But as I become a junior, a senior, I'm going to be expected to perform for the team. So. In a sense, it's like we kind of, sometimes we believe it or not in the back of our mind, we like it sometimes when we're the underdog and there's no expectations on us. So instead of succeeding early on, we hurt, we hurt ourselves. Is this making a little bit of sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we, we this, this happens on it's an unconscious process. This is an unconscious thing we're talking about. That's why I saved this one to the last because we've got to do a little more thinking with it. But if we don't think we deserve something, we'll blow ourselves up. And then also, if we feel like if we become more successful, now there's going to be greater expectations. There's a lot of negatives that come with success. More attention is on you. You're going to be interviewed more. Coaches are going to expect you to get bonus points every match. That's going to happen if you start becoming successful. So what happens is we, we, we know that that could happen. So we don't, we don't, you know, we have a negative association to success and we blow ourselves up. So what I want you to do is I want you to start identifying those self-sabotaging thoughts that almost all of us have. It's almost like a fear of success if you could believe it or not. There's a fear of success sometimes because of what comes along with it, right? Hey, like part of me, what I think about, I'd love to have a multi-million dollar international business with our mindset training. You know it's a little bit scary to me? To think I might have to speak in front of 10,000 50,000 people at a stadium one day. It's like, man, I could talk to a group nice and easily, but imagine now being on stage in front of thousands of people. It's a little scary. So i got to be honest with myself and say, no, no, we have great material. Like, I would rock that. Like, I like that. I would welcome that opportunity. Otherwise, I'm going to sabotage myself, and, and then when bigger opportunities come up, I'm going to deep down believe either, A, I don't deserve it, or B, it would be scary if that happened. So it's kind of like confronting, confronting those demons of fear of success. Does anyone have any good examples of that you could think of? Be honest with yourself. We're all in-house here. <laughs> you know? Who would want to give an example of that? You probably said it before. There's a girl out of my league, right? This girl's out of my league. I'm not going to ask her out on a date. That's probably happened before. No, I see some guy shaking your head. No, not you guys. We've got a bunch of studs right here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You would be lucky to have a date with the master. Good. I like the confidence. I like the confidence. No, no, but what? what else? Like what are some things... Honestly, I had one guy. Here's a good story I'll give you. This one guy, he he was, um, you know, coming in under the radar as a junior. The worst thing that happened to him is that he was a region champ in New Jersey his junior year. He was he not only did he win the regions, he was most outstanding wrestler of the tournament. Because of that, now the expectations were really high for him senior year, and it messed with him because it was like now he was always expected to do well, right? Like if you did, if you if if all of a sudden you pull a report. Here's the thing. If you pull a report card with all A's, now coaches know you can do it. Now your parents know you can do it. So now the pressure is going to be on all the time. In some ways, it's better to just be a straight B student because now it's like, well, people aren't going to expect you to always get A's. So, you know, just be honest about that stuff. Write it down. Or even if if the worksheet isn't as clear, just write down some notes of what this is. It's meant to be a little bit thought-provoking here. How might we be holding ourselves back? Do we have any fear of success? <clears throat> you know, it could be a lot of things. I know a lot, like one of the things with, with Russia as a country, uh, for, for the wrestling team, they'll have a guy who won the world championship or the Olympics, in almost every weight class, and now you're, and now there's a new guy in that weight. It's like, wow, as Russia, we won this weight class last year, right? So now it's like there's an expectation. Now I gotta win this weight class, and that's a little bit scary. That might not be exactly self-sabotaging, but it's you know it's still kind of along these lines. Can anyone think of a good example here? Something we want to throw out, even if it's not perfect, that's okay. Who's has got or even just something that, that any any thought-provoking information that this worksheet is br- making you think of. <laughs> Who's got something? an expectation. I had expectation. Yeah, just like not like people expecting me to to talk, but like people expecting me to perform well after I've been a national champion uh, all American past three years so just not letting that expectation get a hold of me so yeah yeah no it's no and that's real like that's how we that's how all of us are like so it's like that stuff's real so we could either sweep that stuff under the rug or we could say alright this is what's going on that's no problem at all this is how any normal person would feel in your boat right so it's like alright where, where do we go from there like how do we how do we start treating it different so it starts with that self knowledge and that self honesty that's good you know? And then and then actually telling ourselves and getting like emotionally into it, it's like no, it's like I don't know it to I don't owe this to anyone and I don't I don't have to, I don't have to be a national champ. I don't. I want to. Like that would be fun to do again, but I don't have to. Right? Like that that kind of thing. And and even sometimes telling ourselves this goes for everyone in the room. It's like Sometimes we have to tell ourselves, of course we, want to, we don't want to let the team down. Of course we want to make the coaches proud. But sometimes we have to tell ourselves before the match, I don't care about the team. I don't care about letting the team down. Y- you get what I'm saying here. Of course we're trying to uphold high standards. But you can't be thinking about the team coaching expectations or parent expectations. I wrestled at the Midlands. My brothers wrestled at the Midlands. We've had athletes where I could tell you they were thinking more about what their dad was thinking about them in college all Americans, Division I all Americans, that they were coming off the mat and they were, and it was all about what their dad was saying to them, right? So we got to just be honest with it. So I would tell the kids, it's like, hey, you got to tell yourself, I don't care what my dad thinks about me. I wrestle for myself. I wrestle because I love it, right? All right, good stuff. Let's go through the principles. Call it a day. Good... Good work. That's a lot of stuff we did, guys. It's a lot of stuff. Chew this stuff over. Think about it. The more you think about it, the more you do that soul searching. It's going to help. This motivation really permeates to every area of your life. Okay, let's hit it. All right. Good stuff, guys. We'll see you. Take care, guys.